Hi there, welcome to my podcast. My name is Christina Lee, and today I'm going to be talking to you about my journey on deciding to become a teacher and just what really brought me to where I am today. So, so let's get started. So it's definitely been an interesting journey and I definitely took the long way around getting here. I always knew that I wanted to do something that would have an impact on children. I don't really know what drew me to that goal, but it has always kind of been there. In high school, I started thinking that I wanted to do child psychotherapy. So I went to school and I got my degree in psychology. I didn't really do very well in my undergrad. Um, I was a super serious student in high school. I was all about getting good grades and just being this model student. But in my undergrad program, I was really not that person at all. So when graduation was coming up, I knew I did not have the grades to get into grad school. So as that day just got closer and closer, I was just panicking. I knew at this point a girl who had left college after a sophomore year uh, to join the Navy. I'm also from a big military family. Half my family was in the Army or in the Navy or in some branch of the military. So one day I decided to just check out the local recruiting station. So I wandered into the recruiting office and I talked to this chief who was there. And she looked at me and she said, well, if you're already here, then you already decided. And I looked back at her and said, you know what? You are right. So she was a very good salesperson because... I signed up that dotted line real quick. Anyways, I joined the military. I finished my degree and then I shipped off the following September. And I started a six-year career as a Navy nuclear engineer. Uh, Towards the end of my contract, I started to do some volunteer work. I traveled to Nepal to volunteer in an orphanage and bring supplies to remote villages. And then when I came back, I decided I wanted to keep volunteering So I signed up with this group that went down to TJ a couple times a month to orphanages and brought supplies and such. So eventually my military contract ended and I accepted this great paying job in San Francisco with a startup company. And after a while, they sent me out to Washington State to launch their new manufacturing warehouse. It was a great opportunity and I was there for about a year before I decided that I was kind of done and I headed down to San Diego back home. Now, now that I'm back in San Diego, I had no clue what to do next. I just floated from idea to idea. I got my MBA because I thought maybe I could do business, but that just really wasn't for me. So not long after getting my degree, I decided I wanted to go back to school and I wanted to become a teacher. As I was reflecting on everything, I was kind of looking back at those goals I had at the beginning of my undergrad program and how I just really wanted to make an impact on people. And business wasn't that path to get there. So teaching. So my journey was a lot of fun. I learned a lot and I did a lot and I went to so many places and it was a good time. That's not to say that I didn't have my own struggles. During my time in the military, I was in an abusive marriage. And when I finally left it, 
I found that there had been some lasting damage done to me mentally. Now, we hear a lot about resiliency and people being able to bounce back from these traumatic events, but resiliency wasn't something that came naturally to me. I really struggled. I hit a rock bottom where I didn't know if I would ever come back. I didn't know if I wanted to come back. And it was just this dark time for me. So while resiliency didn't come naturally, I was able to learn. I spent two years in therapy and I learned and I practiced. And today I still practice these mindfulness techniques to help get me out of my head and back onto this more correct train of thought. So now coming out of that relationship, I found that this huge trigger for me was men who tried to assert power over me. Now, remember I was in the military at the time. Um, Everyone is trying to assert power over everyone in the military. So this, it's why I couldn't stay in the military anymore. It's why I knew I needed to get out. You can't have someone in the Navy who's gonna have an anxiety attack every time someone yells at them. It's just not what our military needs. And it's not what I needed either. But that's not to say that that's not something that happens in the civilian world. I still need to constantly demonstrate resiliency to keep my head above water in my day-to-day life. And that's something that I know that I have to expect to have to practice when I'm a teacher, when I'm dealing with parents. I think that parents will probably be one of the most difficult parts of being a teacher for me specifically because of my background. Um, But this also could be something that might be triggered from other teachers or maybe from admin. I don't know, it all kind of depends on how things go sometimes. And I know that's something that I need to be very aware of. Now, as I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about what will help me thrive as a teacher. What can help me keep this healthy mentality that I have now? And I think a big one is going to be maintaining this healthy home work uh, life balance. So I've heard that this is something that's hard to maintain, especially as a first year teacher, but it's something that I know that I need for the sake of my own mental health. Uh, To do this, I know I want to set strict hours when it comes to contact with parents. Once I'm home, I don't want to accept phone calls or check my emails too much or respond to emails, especially angry emails from a parent. I just need to leave those interactions at work. Now, I know at home I'm going to have to do some work. I'll do grading and planning, but parent communication just needs to be separate for me so that I can keep a healthy mental balance in my life. So this journey to where I am now has just been absolutely all over the place, if you couldn't tell. But it definitely gives me this very unique experience and this unique look at life. I'm a woman who was in the military. I'm a woman who was a mechanic. I'm a woman who did electrical work. And I'm a woman who worked in the STEM field. I want to be an inspiration to young girls and to young women that you can accomplish anything that you want and that your gender is not a limitation. So I know that women's rights have come an astoundingly far away and gender roles are consistently being challenged. 
obviously there needs to be more work done still. And this is something that's a big influence in the kind of teacher that I want to be. For me, representation is going to be so important in my classroom. I want little girls to see pictures of female soldiers or female scientists. I want students of color to see people who look like them who are astronauts or CEOs. I want to show students examples of wonderful, successful people who are also part of the LGBTQ community. For me, representation is the most important part of my classroom. I don't remember seeing people who looked like me or reading about people who looked like me uh, when I was in school. So that's definitely something that is important to me. Over the course of this last year, I have really been challenged to find my own educational philosophy and reflect on the philosophy of the teachers that I had growing up. I know I want to be a teacher that encourages their students to build on their talents and their passions. That's kind of what my favorite teachers did for me. I want to find alternative ways to teach, to show students fun ways that things like math can be used in real life. My favorite teachers are the ones who I can specifically see how they changed who I am as a person. Uh, one teacher who really inspired me to love to read. One teacher who really inspired me to like to write. Those are big parts of my personality now. Um, and I specifically remember my favorite math teacher in high school, Mr. Pope, who always had these fun math activities for us to do. He would start the classroom doing um, these kind of like mystery puzzles and every class would start doing these mystery puzzles. And I absolutely love them. I, now I grow up and I love logic puzzles. I remember at one point we had to create these moving ninja stars when we were studying geometry. After learning how to make them, he challenged us to go home and make them out of any material we wanted. Um, and then as three different sizes, because we were studying congruent angles. One student, I remember, went home and made theirs out of several layers of tinfoil, which is kind of cool, except it got confiscated as a weapon. So definitely needed some extra guidelines in that assignment, Mr. Pope. But still, he is such a huge inspiration to me for what project-based learning can be. And that's definitely something that I want to see in my classroom because it was so much fun and I learned so much. Um, anyways, my faith has gotten me this far. It's gotten me to where I am today. It was God that led me to the church when I was in this dark spiraling out of control phase. And it was God who put in my hands a pamphlet advertising that trip to Nepal. And it was through God that I came home from that trip with a feeling of renewal. Those feelings that I got in Nepal working with those kids filled something in my heart that had previously been missing. And it's that feeling that drives me towards teaching. And it's that feeling that I hope to inspire in my students.